With the November 8th fast approaching, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Bishop Tavis Grant, National Executive Director for the Rainbow Push Coalition, and Investigator Greg Pallas, who busted out Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's voter suppression schemes, are fighting hard to end voter suppression and to increase voter turnout. So, and then last Tuesday, October the 11th, Pallas showed a screening of his film, Vigilante, Vote Suppression Hitman, (laughs) at a standing room-only premiere held at the Rainbow Push Coalition. Pallas also revealed that Kemp, Governor Kemp, who is running against Stacey Abrams, Abrams, is, is against critical race theory. Kemp opposes the critical race theory, calling it divisive and anti-American agenda. We have on the live line Pallas, the producer of Vigilante, Vote Suppression Hitman. Welcome to On the Case, Mr. Pallas. Glad to be with you, Chinta. Good, good. Tell us about this uh, film. Where can we see it? And uh, what are you going to do with all that information? <laughs> well, what are you going to do with all the information? That is, what are our voters going to do? Okay, so what we have is coming out of Georgia, but it's hitting many states. We know Wisconsin, Arizona, Texas, Pennsylvania, and I suspect it's going to start hitting uh, Illinois as well, which is that this vigilante voter business, which was started by Brian Kemp. He's the governor of Georgia, and as you know, he only won because they jacked with the voting rules in 2018 when he supposedly won over Stacey Abrams. Now there's a rematch. And there's also Reverend Senator Warnock, you know, the former minister of the Ebenezer Baptist Church, Martin Luther King's old church, who's now a U.S. senator. We won two years ago, which shocked. I think it shocked both the Democrats and Republicans, as well as John Ossoff, the Democrat who won the Senate seat. But Warnock has, a, has to run again this year because he was just filling out another term. So you have Warnock versus Herschel Walker, and you have Abrams versus Kemp. So Georgia by itself is 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 a real story to understand how vote suppression works. And we use that polite term, vote suppression. It means really shafting black people out of their vote. That's what it really comes down to. And what we have in the film Vigilante is 88 self-appointed, you know, fraudulent vote hunters have challenged a quarter million voters in Georgia. A quarter million. Now, this is not the government. These are these... Every single one, by the way, is a Republican Party operative. I'm not being partisan about that, but the Democrats aren't playing this game of stopping other people from voting. These guys are saying don't count ballots. And one of the things that um, uh, you'll see in the film and, uh, is uh, this one vigilante um, dresses up like Doc Holliday. He dresses up like a vigilante with literally a six-gun. And I mean, you saw the film. <laughs> he has a six-gun, and he has a cowboy hat, and he... And he talks about Doc Holliday, the great vigilante. And this guy, he may look like a joke, but he's actually a chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia. And he personally challenged 4,000 voters, blocked their ballots from being counted in Columbus, Georgia, including you get to see on screen and get to meet um, Major Gamaliel Turner, 69-year-old. African-American career military man. He's the U.S. Army specialist on future warfare. He's, he's you know, uh, one of our major American warriors. He was assigned by the military 
to go to California to work, you know, because of the war in Ukraine, to, to do um, uh, work on uh, issues uh, to support the, the government. And he's assigned by the president of the United States. And so he, he asked for his absentee ballot from Georgia, and they refused to give it to him. They said, you know, Mr. Turner, you've been challenged by this guy who thinks he's Doc Holliday. And under Georgia law, his ballot can't be counted. And he, as he says, it's three days before the election. They said, well, all you have to do is come in and, and you know, prove you are an American citizen, prove you live where you live in Georgia. He's in the military. He's 2,600 miles away. And he says, you talk to fools like that. All I have to do is come in 2,600 miles. <laughs> talk to fools like that. I'm not a fool. He says, this is what they're doing to African-American soldiers in Georgia. Well, what about the woman, the white woman who challenged, what, 36,000? 32,000. She personally, are you ready? Challenged. Okay, this, when you say white woman, that's very important because there is an, uh, it, it's a totally racial issue absolutely, in Georgia. Absolutely. And in many other states. So Call, call it what is, it is. Yeah, so it's, so you have this, you know, this white Republican operative she dresses like Nancy Reagan with the red dress. She's got a big Trump button you'll see in the film, you know, and and she looks, you know, the blonde hair, very polite looking. And as soon as I, I say, well, you've challenged 32,000 voters, and she's so proud of that. She literally, it was so many voters that she challenged, and she doesn't know who these people are. That she, hand, she didn't even print it out. She handed it in a thumb drive, stopping their ballots from being counted. And I showed her pictures like of, a, of an African-American woman who lived just a couple miles down the road from her. Her name is Tamara Horn. And, and I said, do you know Tamara Horn? Do you know this woman? You've ever met her? No, I don't know who this is. But you challenged her right to vote. You, ch- you don't know this woman? Well, but guess what? You said she doesn't live in Georgia. During COVID, her home was foreclosed. So she had to move in with a neighbor. You don't lose your vote. She lost her home, but that doesn't mean you lose your right. You don't become a non-American. You don't lose your citizenship when your home gets foreclosed. She didn't leave the neighborhood. Hmm. Okay, so that, and so this is the type of game that that this woman was playing is going after these mostly African American and young voters, you know, Democrats basically, and saying, oh, they don't live in this neighborhood. And we called up 800 of the people she challenged. They were all shocked. Like, what do you mean? 800 of them. What do you mean I don't live here? What do you mean I'm not a citizen? What, what is this? Why am I vote challenged? They don't even know their vote's challenged most of the time because they challenge your vote, then you're supposed to get a postcard. But, you know, it looks like junk mail. You ignore it, and then, you, then your ballot's thrown away. So even if you get a ballot and mail it in, they'll throw it away, and you don't even know it. Hmm. Well, you know, this reminds me of 1982 when I discovered, yep. quite by chance, that two white officers from the Bridgeport area, the 11th Ward, had challenged mm-hmm. 5,000 blacks living in public housing. I think it was like in the 3rd yeah. Ward. And, um, and, I, and I happened to uh, come across as I was talking to um, Commissioner Cornelius Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Reverend. He was a commissioner for the Board of Election there in Chicago. And he just happened to mention it, and then he just kept on talking. I said, wait a minute, what did you say to... Uh, 5,000 people have been knocked off the rolls? Why? Who did it? And when he told me, I said, I want to do a story on this. Front page for yeah. in the Chicago Defender, and uh, as a result, the <laughs> Chicago Board of Election quickly passed a law 
prohibiting, prohibiting others from living in different wards from challenging others living someplace else. You can't do it anymore. So it sounds just like what's happening in Georgia. Yes, and it's happening in Texas, it's happening in Wisconsin, it's happening in Pennsylvania. So if you're WVON listeners who are up there towards Milwaukee where it's been really terrible, in fact, this whole challenge game has been backed by these um, billionaires out of Milwaukee, the Bradley family. They closed all those Allen Bradley factories in Wisconsin. There's none left. But and they took the money and they use it to challenge voters. Uh, they made two billion, and this is what they're doing. So, one if you want to see this film or get some sense of it, first of all, go to gregpalast.com. G R E G P A L A S T. Gregpalast.com. Some people know me from my books or film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. I've been working with uh, obviously Reverend Jackson for um, I don't know almost. Wow, almost 50 years. Wow, we're, we're getting on there. He just called me up and called, still calls me young man. I said, Reverend, it's been 50 years. <laughs> well, you, you act like a young man, too. Well, thank you. But it's, and, and by the way, it's the movie, you go to gregpalace.com, get info. But you can, uh, we're going to have a big national showing supported by Rainbow Push, Black Voters Matter Fund, um, and and uh, other groups, New Georgia Project, et cetera, which will be national on November 2nd, a big national showing. And uh, just go to uh, either find out at gregpalace.com uh, or go to um, uh, vigilantemovie.com. But gregpalace.com is the best place to get all the information. And if anyone wants to have a, a showing at your church, your community group, your political club, I don't care. I'm nonpartisan, Republican or Democrat. I will send you a DVD or I will send you a, uh, a, a file as you need, whatever technical thing you need to show it in your community group. But take a look at the film yourself. Go to Greg Palace. Say, I want to show this film, and we'll send you a link. You can see it. And uh, so you could check it out yourself. The other is, in the film, one thing we do, because it is entertaining. It's not one of these good-for-you films. It's not PBS white guys in front of bookcases film. It is you're watching a detective. That's me. I'm a real live detective, and I go hunt down the bad guys and confront them. And one thing we do have in the film is um, the, the African-American um, uh, career military man, who was challenged by this goofball, uh, Doc Holliday. Um, Doc Holliday, the major confronts him. He actually shows up at the major's house and doesn't realize that he's in the house of the, of the soldier who he challenged. And he said, you know, major, the major didn't live in this house. Well, he was in the house, and there's the major in his house. <laughs> he flew back. He flew back from California just to confront this guy on mm-hmm. camera with me. And you get to meet his family, which, by the way, uh, his family, they picked on the wrong guy because his father, Reverend Harold Turner, who's one of the founders of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference with Martin Luther King and Ralph Abernathy. Wow. So, you know, they, he picked, they picked on the wrong guy. So we are exposing this stuff and tell, telling people to get ready, be prepared. We had, uh, and if you go to gregpalace.com, there's also place uh, Save My Vote 2022, you get to uh, hear Yvette Nicole Brown explain what's going on. And by the way, the film is narrated by Rosario Dawson. Uh, this Wednesday, if, uh, if you know anyone in L.A., we're going to have the special screening Hollywood preview, which will be hosted by Jamie Foxx. Uh, 
and um, and of course they're having more showings in Georgia and elsewhere. But I'm uh, you know I was very thrilled to see the uh, the the crowd at the Rainbow Push, and we got to get this film out there. But again, it's entertaining, as you could say. It's funny. It's angering. It's sad. But it's educational too. And it, yeah, you learn something. And, you know, the one thing when you mentioned Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, he signed a law saying you can't teach device, critical race theory, divisive concepts. Well, here's the thing. He's talking, about elim- not, he's talking about eliminating the teaching of history. And why? Because Brian Kemp's family, few people know this in Georgia, and we reveal it in the film, it was his family that first brought enslaved Africans to Georgia. Georgia was a free territory. This is just before the Revolutionary War. Slavery was prohibited in Georgia, and Georgia at that time included Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Believe it or not, you could not have enslaved people in in Georgia, Mississippi, or Alabama. And then the Kemp family cut a deal with with the King of England to bring in Africans. And interestingly, as we point out in the film, the reason they brought in Africans, not just because they wanted to enslave people, they brought in Africans from the rice coast because the these English settlers had no idea how to grow rice, but the Africans did. So they so the Africans were the high tech workers of the time. They were the ones who knew how to grow rice. Rice was king before cotton in the South. And that's what and so the Kemp family's fortune, the governor's fortune comes from other you know, enslaving other people, his family. That's where his power of his family comes from. You know, it's not his fault. He didn't. He didn't bring in, you know, enslaved people. But why doesn't he admit the history? Why is he saying you can't teach history? Why is he saying that a teacher will lose their job if they tell the real story of Georgia? Because he doesn't want his own history, his own dirty laundry, to be aired out.